Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's time for Justice Matters with former federal prosecutor and MSNBC analyst Glenn Kirchner. There are some new developments in Trump's 14th Amendment case in Colorado. Here's Glenn. So friends, remember how just last week, a Colorado judge, Judge Sarah Wallace, ruled in a case that had been brought to see whether Donald Trump should be disqualified under the 14th Amendment from serving as president again. And you may recall that in that case, Judge Wallace made two really important findings or rulings. One, she found that based on the evidence, based on the testimony from the witnesses, Donald Trump absolutely engaged in an insurrection on January 6th, 2021. But she also ruled that two, that doesn't necessarily disqualify him from holding office in the future. It doesn't disqualify him from being president again. It doesn't disqualify him from heading up the very democracy he tried to end. Doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense, does it, friends? Well, now, predictably, both parties, both litigants in that suit have appealed Judge Wallace's rulings. Here is the new reporting, this from the Associated Press. Headline, both sides appeal ruling that Trump can stay on Colorado ballot despite insurrection finding. And that article begins, both a liberal group that sought to disqualify Donald Trump and the former president himself on Monday night appealed the Colorado judge's ruling that Trump engaged in insurrection on January 6, 2021, but can stay on the state's ballot. The appeals were filed with the Colorado Supreme Court. The ruling by District Court Judge Sarah Wallace on Friday, which said Trump is not covered by the Constitution's ban on insurrectionists holding office, was the latest in a series of defeats for the effort to end Trump's candidacy with Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. A group in Michigan has filed an appeal with that state's Supreme Court. The constitutional provision has only been used a handful of times since the years after the Civil War. It was created to prevent former Confederates from returning to government positions. The group Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, or CRU, filing on behalf of a group of Republican and unaffiliated Colorado voters argued that Wallace was wrong in ruling that it's not clear the provision was intended to apply to presidents. The section prevents those who took an oath to support the Constitution from serving in Congress, 
the Electoral College, or as an officer of the United States, it does not specifically mention the presidency. Based on common sense alone, the appeal states, there would be no reason to allow presidents who lead an insurrection to serve again while preventing low-level government workers who act as foot soldiers from doing so. And it would defy logic to prohibit insurrectionists from holding every federal or state office except the highest and most powerful in the land. You know, friends, it doesn't really pass the common sense test, does it? To say that a president who was found by a court after a trial to have engaged in an insurrection against the United States, they just have free reign to run for president again, to potentially become president again. So, you know, he could just do it all over again. You know, maybe this time he will successfully end our democracy. So friends, this is probably a good time and a good vehicle to talk about the ins and outs of appeals, how appeals actually worked. So there are two rulings by Judge Wallace that are being appealed, one by Crew, the organization that brought the suit to try to disqualify Trump, and the other by Donald Trump himself. So Donald Trump is appealing the judge's factual findings and conclusions that he in fact engaged in an insurrection. Donald Trump doesn't like that so much. And Crew is appealing her ruling, her conclusion that, yeah, the 14th Amendment Section 3 disqualifies everybody else who engages in an insurrection against the United States after taking an oath to support the United States, except the president. I'm going to say it again, makes no damn sense. So Crew is appealing that part of the judge's ruling. Here is where the standards of review come into play. What do I mean by standards of review? When cases get appealed, there are different standards that are applied by the appellate court judges depending on the nature of the finding or the ruling that's being appealed. Stick with me here. This is a little bit of a team justice law school class. So factual determinations made by a judge after a trial has been conducted are generally afforded great deference on appeal by the appellate court judges. And we'll talk about why that is in a minute. However, legal conclusions based on the facts that the judge found are generally not given very much deference. In fact, legal rulings can often have what's called a de novo standard of review applied. De novo means from the beginning, right? right from the start, afresh, anew. So very little deference is given to legal conclusions, but lots of deference is given to factual conclusions. Why is that so? Well, mainly it has to do with the fact that the judge, as the finder of fact in the case, had the opportunity to see all of the witnesses testify, to, among other things, assess their credibility. Because when you read testimony, on a cold page, on a transcript of a trial court proceeding, you know, it reads just one way. So let me use a basic example. If it was an eyewitness that was testifying about 
whether he did or didn't see the defendant commit the crime, you know, the witness could testify along these lines. I saw the defendant commit the crime, or the witness could testify, I saw the defendant commit the crime. Those two bits of testimony, same words, are going to read the same on the cold page. But as you can see, the credibility, the believability of the witness, depending on how he or she testifies, can be received very differently by the finder of fact, in this case, the judge, Judge Wallace. So ordinarily, because the finder of fact, the judge, is in the best decision to make credibility determinations and decide how much weight to give each piece of evidence, the appellate court judges will typically give great deference to the factual conclusions and determinations of the trial court judge. But when it comes to legal issues, well, the demeanor of the witnesses who testified doesn't really matter. So the appellate court judges can take that legal issue like, okay, what is the true meaning of the 14th Amendment's disqualification clause once it has been established as a matter of fact that Donald Trump engaged in an insurrection while he was president of the United States. That legal issue will be reviewed de novo from the beginning, right, with very little deference being given to Judge Sarah Wallace's legal conclusion. So, you know, that's why this appeal could be perilous for Donald Trump because it seems like Judge Wallace's factual determination after a trial, after several witnesses testified, that Donald Trump absolutely engaged in an insurrection against the United States will be affirmed on appeal. The judges are likely to accept those findings and not disturb them. But the legal issue is the one that could spell real trouble for Donald Trump. If the appellate court reviewing Judge Wallace's legal conclusion about the inapplicability of the 14th Amendment's disqualification clause to the president, if they disagree with that, well, then they can hold, they can rule that, no, he is disqualified under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, and he may not be on the Colorado ballot. Now, friends, I don't pretend to know how they're going to decide that legal issue. I do predict that regardless of which way they decide it, it may end up going up to the United States Supreme Court one way or another. Because if Donald Trump loses and he is disqualified in the opinion of the Colorado Supreme Court from running for president, again, you can bet he's going to try to appeal that up to the Supreme Court. Don't know if the Supreme Court would accept review or refuse to accept the case for review. I'm guessing they would accept it for review. But if the appellate court affirms Judge Wallace's ruling and decides, yes, yeah, she was right. The 14th Amendment's disqualification clause doesn't really apply to the president. Well, then Crew, the organization that brought the suit, could certainly appeal it up to the Supreme Court. And again, we'd have to see whether the Supreme Court would accept review of that case. You know, friends, you've heard me say before, I am not a betting man. I am not a high roller. 
you know, $1 is my betting limit. You know what? I'm not even putting 50 cents on how this appeal may be resolved by the Colorado Supreme Court or how it might be resolved by the United States Supreme Court, assuming they take the case for review. But here is one thing that I have been saying for quite some time. I don't think the Supreme Court is all that anxious to do anything, issue any ruling that would facilitate Donald Trump getting back into the Oval Office for another go-round at trying to kill our democracy. And the reason I say I don't think the Supreme Court will rule in a way that facilitates that is because Donald Trump has said, among other things, he will terminate the Constitution if he's reelected. And there's one thing that an aspiring dictator like Donald Trump has absolutely no interest in, that is a Supreme Court. So yeah, I think a certain block of the Supreme Court justices will vote in a way that will, you know, preserve their supreme status. You know, they'll vote from a place of self-preservation. And I don't think they will facilitate Donald Trump, an aspiring dictator, returning to the Oval Office because a dictator could very easily put the Supreme Court out of business. And I think the Supreme Court, a handful of justices, really love their supreme status. They've pretty much proven, particularly by their financial entanglements and conflicts of interest and refusal to adopt an actual legitimate code of ethics, I think they're going to protect their own supreme status at pretty much any cost. But friends, we will certainly keep an eye on this one, and I suspect we're going to hear in fairly short order that the Colorado Supreme Court has ordered briefs to be submitted in the appeal, and we'll set the case for oral argument, and we'll keep on top of it. Let's hope that the Colorado Supreme Court not only accepts Judge Wallace's findings, factual findings that Donald Trump engaged in an insurrection, let's hope they revisit her ruling about the 14th Amendment not disqualifying Donald Trump, and perhaps they will conclude to the contrary that the 14th Amendment absolutely disqualifies a president who engaged in insurrection against the United States from ever being president again. Because justice matters. On the way, things are getting worse for Donald Trump in his New York civil fraud case. Glenn tells us why next on Justice Matters. Beowulf here with Justice Matters, and I am loving the warmer weather and the sunnier skies. It makes you want to get out and move and get healthy. And you can help yourself get healthy and meet your wellness goals with no prep, no mess meals from Factormeals.com. There's a whole menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. 
Choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories, maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or simply eat in a well-balanced way. What's my favorite? I love the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken with spicy cilantro cauliflower rice. So flavorful and healthy, too. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to Factormeals.com slash Glenn50 and use code Glenn50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's Glenn50 at Factormeals.com slash G-L-E-N-N-5-0 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factormeals.com slash Glenn50. Go there. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Donald Trump's attorneys called a witness to the stand in his New York fraud trial. But the plan backfired. Here's Glenn to explain. Well, friends, the Trumps, Donald Trump and his boys, his sons, Don Jr. and Eric, just had what may be their worst day in their civil fraud trial in New York, a trial that has been ongoing for about eight weeks now. Get this. Trump's lawyers called a witness. They put this guy on the stand. A witness named Jeff McConney. He is the longtime comptroller, a high officer in the Trump organization. And McConney provided testimony that crushed his former boss, Donald J. Trump. Here is the new reporting. This from the Business Insider. Headline, Donald Trump has worst day yet in New York civil fraud trial as underlings scribbled note ties him to conspiracy. And that article begins, Donald Trump had his worst day yet in his ongoing civil fraud trial in New York on Tuesday at the hands of his own key witness, a former Trump organization executive who linked the former president directly to the fuzzy math at the center of the case. The witness was Jeffrey McConney, who was the comptroller and spreadsheet czar at the Trump org. McConney had been called to the witness stand by the defense, but on cross-examination by lawyers for the state attorney general's office Tuesday, he, McConney, linked Trump firmly to the conspiracy and fraud counts that have yet to be decided by the judge, that is, in the non-jury trial. McConney was handed People's Exhibit 3054, a draft of Trump's net worth statement for 2014. He was asked to look at a note scribbled in thin blue ink on the draft's first page. The note said, quote, DJT to get final review, close quote, which he, McConney, said he'd written. 
Trump has denied involvement in preparing a decade's worth of these annual net worth statements, which New York's Attorney General Letitia James has alleged, and the trial judge has agreed, were each year riddled with billions of dollars of exaggerations. The Attorney General has alleged the net worth statement that McConney was handed the draft for from 2014 contained, get this, $3.5 billion in exaggerations. That's not exactly a rounding error. The article continues, Trump, who has not attended the trial for the past two weeks, had said on the witness stand on November 6th that he had little involvement in the drafting of these net worth statements. In a pretrial deposition, he, Trump, denied knowing who had written DJT to get final review on that 2014 draft. But McConney's blue ink handwriting is all over the net worth statement drafts, showing he revised language and even added cautionary notes that were then passed along for Trump's final review, as McConney said in his own description of the drafting process. Friends, can I say it just one more time? This witness, the Trump org comptroller, Jeffrey McConney, was put on the witness stand by Donald Trump's own lawyers. Some real tactical wizards there, huh? Okay, first of all, what is a comptroller? Well, a comptroller is defined as a management level position responsible for supervising the quality of accounting and financial reporting of an organization. Now friends, remember just a few weeks ago, the Trumps testified in this case. Donald Trump testified, Don Jr., Eric, Ivanka, and when they weren't sort of feigning a lack of memory, they were saying things that suggested that, you know, we, we really don't know anything about valuations or about statements of financial condition or net worth spreadsheets. I mean, in their testimony, they were kind of signaling to the judge, judge, we don't really know anything about the business we were doing in New York. Well, now the longtime comptroller for the Trump organization, Jeff McConney, just sort of laid that all to rest through his testimony that these financial statements were given to Donald J. Trump for final review. Oof, that's going to leave a mark, huh? Well, at this point, it's all over but the verdict. And before long, we will hear how Judge Ngoron rules, how he finds, what his conclusions are about how much Trump and company should have to disgorge, that's the fancy legal term, for how much of their ill-gotten gains, how much of the money that they came into courtesy of their long-term systemic business fraud should they have to give back and should they be prohibited from doing business in New York moving forward. I, for one, happen to think Judge Ngoron will get his verdicts right. Because justice matters.
Friends, as always, please stay safe, please stay tuned, and I look forward to talking with you all again soon. And happy Thanksgiving, friends. For more on Glenn, go to Glenn Kirshner 2 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. This is Justice Matters.